Wait, when when does dinner become supper and when does supper become dinner? Like, how do we? There's, there's no such thing as supper. That's a fake. It's a fake thing. The, um, the last there's, supper. There's definitely definitely supper. Was that the last nope. time it was okay to use it? That's like that's like saying when does a couch start becoming a divan? Like or a sofa. Off. Or a sofa. When does a couch? Or when does a house become a home? Mm. Ooh. Okay. Home. That's, that's when you have is, sex in it. That's right. No, I've, I've uh, had sex home in houses. I associate more with a feeling. Like I think a house can be a home, but a house can also not be a home. It's like a rectangle home square is, thing. Is it weird for yeah. me to think that I have dinner with my friends and supper with my family? That's like a country song. Whiskey for my horses and supper for my family or something. I mean, that's that's just that's a fallout boy. That's the that's, that's fallout boy got old and it's no longer champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. And now it's eh, whatever. Dinner, dinner for my friends, supper for my family. Supper for my family. That's fallout the, boy hey, got all conservative. I, and this might be the earliest episode title ever. <laughs> how do we do that in the fucking cold open here oh my lights aren't on oh, i gotta fix that that's the difference that's a motel an eighth that, that's motel when I, that's when the house becomes the home <laughs> yeah the when, lights when you have stupid multicolor lights turn uh, turn that house to a home uh there we go now Chase, there it is uh it is currently february 28th tomorrow's a leap year what a time to be alive. This is episode 364 of the Casual Hour. And tonight is all about those March video games. Uh, we will have a little bit of a different approach to one segment because if you do not recall, we were not recording in February. Well, most of February, late January, due to my remodeling happening in my home. So we will just give you a shout out of our favorite game we played in February versus what we would have hoped to have played in February. And favorite or favorites? Oh, I was going to go with like the one, baby. Like, uh, tell me about we that. Make, we make multiple picks a month. I, I thought we'd do multiple. I mean, I'll do whatever. Yeah, I, th I, I know you would love to talk more, but I think having a chance to uh, break it down however you want, I'll, I'll, I'll belly up to it. You, if you lead with three, I'll give you two. <laughs> How about that? Um, sure. <laughs> so we're going to tell you about what we've been playing, and we're going to get into uh, the curated list from Chase. I threw a few little nuggets in there. I don't know if you saw them yet. I did see them, and I thought one of them looked very cool. The other one nice. I thought was an affront to God. Ooh. I put I put a, I put a lot in there, so we'll see. Okay, uh, you put at least three, but there was one that I was like, "Come on, Bobby, what are you? You're just you're trying to bait me. I don't. I'm not going to take it." Oh, I think I know. We'll get you to know it. You know there, hey, there's there's your fucking teaser to stick around. Uh, but let's let's get into what we have been playing, and uh, it looks like we've got Johnny up first on that. <clears throat> I finally did it. I finally played the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Two days before the game. Thank you for being a fan. Uh, I, I also did this. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm getting the same emotional uh, energy coming from this. Uh, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off at the knees here, but like, how much do we want to talk about this? Because the game is just about to come out, and I imagine we're going to be talking about I, it a lot. Next I think, week. I think anything in the de demo is fair game. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't mean for a spoiler perspective. I mean, we're going to be talking about this game for at least a couple weeks going mm -hmm. forward. How much do we want to talk about it now? 
Uh, I was just going to give my general impressions of yeah. the demo. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I didn't I didn't have a ton to say about it because I knew we're definitely going to be spending a lot of time talking about this game over the next several Works weeks. What, what do you um, think? I thought it was awesome and I can't wait to play the full game. Uh, the music, when the when it kicks in, when you arrive at Nibelheim, uh, the village that Cloud and Tifa are both from, uh, it's just seeing these cutscenes. you know, it's the same thing that happened to me in the first game, but like these are very, this is when it feels like the game takes off, right? Like you leave Midgar and you're learning more about why Sephiroth's doing what he's doing, why Cloud is where he is, more about him and Tifa's connection with each other. Um, and it's it's like when I would close my eyes as a kid and think about how the game looked, this is what I'm seeing on the screen right now. And uh, hearing how it's all about the characters and how great, especially Tifa and Aerith are interacting with each other uh, from people that have played the whole thing. I'm just, I'm so excited. I can't can't wait to get my hands on the full thing later tonight. So that was the, that was the first demo. Did you play the second? I demo? haven't. Nope. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to the beach. I'll I did not it. like the second demo at all. Oh, no, yeah, man, what a I surprise. I, I like the first one. I, I I enjoyed all the stuff that you talked about and having that more kind of like it, it's more of like a focused thing where you're mm -hmm. going specifically to a place. You're you're going up to that reactor uh, near Nibelheim um, and I to totally in for it. What can I can I ask a quick question, please? Did you not did you not know it was open world? No, I knew I, people, okay. people have been saying that. But the thing I liked about remake mm -hmm. was it was relatively focused. Um, sure, sure. There were places where you could walk around hub hub areas and do some side quests and stuff. But I did enjoy that it was kind of focused and, and being in, in Midgar and, and being relatively linear. And this the the first part of the demo that they do is is absolutely more of that. And it felt great. Um, and then the second half does open up into a a bigger, a later part of the game that's a bigger open area. And it just feels like a lot of walking around and or, or running around because you do get a chocobo. Um, but it's a lot of running around. And, and they did they did mention in the second demo, hey, this is only a slice of some of the stuff that's going to be in this section. We didn't put all the stuff in here. So there's going to be even more stuff when you when you get in here. Because the only thing that's really in there from like a gameplay perspective is combat challenges. It's here's like five combat challenges in this larger map area, and you can just go to them and do the combat challenges and then do them over and over. Uh, and you can also gather materials that are that are just hanging out. And then you can go to the, like the one city to do the, the actual part of the demo. Um, and to me, it just it felt really bland to be out in the open world part because all there was was the combat challenge so that's, maybe that's the wrong take so you're telling me the part of the game and they said hey there's a ton missing from this i you hope i right. hope they're right i hope they're right <laughs> because if they were trying to show me a slice of what what could mm -hmm. be in here they showed me a very partial slice of just combat um i don't know I there's think also it's... some missing dialogue out of there which which felt kind of weird too like the Chadley dialogue just didn't show up, at least for me. Like, like on the screen or 
the like audio. It, it, it wasn't spoken. You you just saw it on screen, but it looked no. like it was supposed to be spoken. So I don't know if that was something that's was yet to be added or if they just didn't have the English track in yet or, or something like that. But or maybe it was a glitch for me. But um, I just I wasn't as impressed by that second part. And um, I don't know. I, I, people have been saying that game's like 100 hours long if you do the stuff. And that scares me because I don't I don't want to spend 100 hours in this game. Why not? Because I want to play other games. <laughs> Like I don't want to, I don't want to be spending a bunch of time on a game that. I mean, I know, I know the story of Final Fantasy VII. I, I kind of want to experience that that story again sure. through through this. And the story of Final Fantasy VII to me is not taking on a bunch of combat challenges and then redoing them because I only got two of the three things correct, and then trying to get that third one correct. See, I like, I pursued all of the side shit in in the first game that was one of the things like the the arena challenge at the golden saucer um so i'm well uh, like, i think i think we'll have a lot saucer. more to really dissect on a full yeah. slice yeah. next week so mm-hmm. why don't we why don't we move on from that one i think we all are going to be checking it out maybe yes. to varying degrees of enjoyment but we will certainly have I mean, plenty it, it to was, say I don't I don't remember if it was my game of the year that year. It was our game of the year that year. Uh, I love remake. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for Rebirth getting a yeah. day one. I took the day off work partially for the game. Um, but I also hope that there's ample opportunity for me to just skip all that what, extra stuff and play that game in a more linear fashion. The only thing I'll say, since we're just trying to talk about transitioning to the other full release you can import your save from this demo that we're talking about, and you also mm-hmm. get some playable items in that. Um, so if you're watching this live, get that knocked out. Do you the have other to have completed the demo or just have a save file? From have it? a save file. And then uh, the other thing, though, is there's dialogue that changes in the full release and some cutscenes specifically around leaving with Sephiroth that are worth watching at least the cutscene so you can like move through it. So this is more like a PSA. Hey, if you're wanting to go into this fully aware, you might want to watch that if you are going to jump in from your save of the demo. Yeah, and you're not going to... I mean, this isn't... I'll be talking about another demo when I when I come to my turn, but uh, it's not like that demo where you're going to have to replay this stuff when you play the actual game. It's not like you're skipping that content by, by playing it in the demo, uh, but you do get those extra bonus items, so that's... Oh, you, no, you, you, it'll bring your save in. But it, 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 the demo split up into two separate pieces that aren't connected. So they're not it's, going to just go, I think oh, it's you don't the, have to do this part because you already did it in the demo. I, from what I've listened to and what I was reading, there is going to be some way to skip a portion of that based that off would, of the demo. That would shock me and be ridiculous, but I guess I could believe it. So we'll see. We'll know more in uh, just a few hours, I suppose. Uh, cool. That's the Final Fantasy VII demo update. Tune in next week for an even deeper dive into our hot takes on that game. Uh, I'm going to give you a very hot take. I'm playing one of the better games of the year right now, and that is a game called Pacific Drive. Uh, This came out from Ironwood Studios on February 22nd. It was put out for your enjoyment by Kepler Interactive. And uh, do either one of you know this game or have you played this game? I played the demo. Cool. And I I know the game. This is the one where you have a car and not, you're not just crafting a car. stuff on the car. Station wagon. 
Sure, but a like classic. It's, it's a classic like a survival piece of scroungy game, but the the survival scroungy stuff is you're you're putting shit on your car. I think that's being a bit reductive, but yes. And there's yes, absolutely. <laughs> <it is. laughs> um, so Pacific Drive is taking place in an alternative version of the Pacific, uh, I'm sorry, the Olympic Peninsula. And back in the 90s, there was some experimentation that was happening on the lower, the lower part of that peninsula, and they built a big fucking wall to contain it. And you get sucked into this portal when you go into it in 1998, and you come out into this very fucking, I don't want to call it like, Eldridge horror, but it's definitely Lovecraftian. Like, it's got some, yeah. I mean that, yes. Yeah, it's got <laughs> a fucking not inaccurate description. Um, uh, and but the fact you, that it's set in the PNW makes it even. It's so good. Yeah, and, and to Chase's point, uh, as you come into it, your vehicle is completely destroyed, and a radio frequency comes around. It's basically freaked out that there's somebody here. You get guided to a station wagon that isn't supposed to be working you end up getting to work and you get to this part shop where you then kind of figure out there is events that have taken place and they are like the center quadrant if you've seen the movie um oh my god with natalie portman in it about the black swan no the alien star where they go into the woods annihilation oh yeah where like where the meteor hits the lighthouse and it kind of gets it's very strong there and weakens out through the woods. They show you a map and uh, this game is literally, a, it's a run-based game. It's a roguelite video game that has survival elements to it. And so you're making runs out of this garage shop into different or deeper parts of the peninsula where you are breaking down materials to bring back to the shop and upgrade the vehicle. But there's a lot more to that. With the ultimate goal of escaping... The place that not really escaping getting to the core of what was happening mm. and you've and you've basically got two groups that are talking to you that were all once teamed up and you're getting lore through various radio stations and weird frequencies but the game i think is very fucking well done from setting an atmosphere for you to be in the car upgrades are so fucking cool the best way i can describe the the interface of this game is like if you're looking through the windshield of the delorean because everything is built and tacked on like they did on the DeLorean and Back to the Future. And you are upgrading those things and abilities that you can go into the car. So your runs aren't always about getting super deep. It becomes more about, oh, I need to get off-road tires because there's some stuff that I want to be able to do. So I'm going to go out and look for those materials. But you have to also build tools that you are going to break down materials and then you come back and you're upgrading your base that lets you do these things. And then your runs get easier. There is persistent meta stuff that goes with it. It's just very fucking well done. And it's got such a, a tone and style to it. I am way yeah, over the, It's so good, dude. It's just very well done. Very cool video game. It's got some, it's got some great trailers and, and other stuff that I've seen from it as well. I, I, I think it is not a game I want to play, but I will, I, respect the hell out of it and it looks awesome um do you remember the game that you and i looked at far lone shores uh and then yeah you remember how you and it's kind of like the game that we played also um uh, lovers in a dangerous space time your mm -hmm. car has some quirkiness to it where you will have to go in and like put it in gear turn your headlights on like it's very analog in that sense so i think even if you were enjoying some elements of it i could see you personally chase 
getting kind of annoyed about all the buttons and stuff you're pushing to make this thing work. But yeah, it's very well done. I know we're going to talk about uh, a new game in that series coming up, but uh, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of like the SnowRunner, MudRunner stuff mm-hmm. as well yep. of, you know, you're in a station wagon, which is not the most uh, off-road of vehicles, but you're going to come up against uh, barriers and things or like natural or otherwise where you're like, ah, I've got to drive around this, but is my car actually able to drive around this? Should I find like another safer route um, or or should I plow through and you know maybe you fuck up the car even more and now you've got to to survival fix it up some more you know well your car will also develop quirks based off that and you have a dos interface where it's all um (laughs) baba is you so like i was trying to back my car up anytime i put in reverse the hood would open so you have four options to like diagnose your car and i finally got it figured out where it was like when wheel or when shift is reverse hood is up and it's like, oh, here's how you fix it. You need to craft this, and then it, you go and do it. But there's a whole story why that happens. Anyway. I don't think I like the idea of darkest dungeon but a car. <laughs> like, oh, I, oh, my car's freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I want to show you guys this game really bad. I hope we can quick look it. I think it'll be a really sure. fun quick look, and uh, we'll go from there. So that is pacific drive oh i didn't mention it but it is only 30 bucks and it's on i think pretty much everything so check it out chase what have you been doing my man uh i i also played that final fantasy demo but a different demo that i played uh was unicorn overlord which is coming out very soon we're going to be talking about it here soon it comes out march 8th um i played this on the switch and um I just I loaded it up one night thinking, yeah, I should I should play a little bit of this and see what it's about, because, you know, it's a new vanillaware game. I really like their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but like six hours later, I don't want to oh, play Final Fantasy because it's a hundred hour game. Motherfucker, you'll put any hour into anything you like. I don't want to hear it. Go on. Po- possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I blinked in six hours and passed. Yeah. Um, but I went, holy shit. problem. Uh, I think this game might be fucking good. <laughs> I think this might be. I think this might be some chase catnip right here. Um, Unicorn Overlord. It is a turn-based strategy game, but also kind of an RTS strategy game. Uh, it's it's really interesting. So, Bobby, you you might enjoy this. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot. It reminds me a lot of Symphony of War, the Nephilim saga, which is In, just basically. Um, oh my god three houses yeah, a little bit but i i mean specifically in that you you make squads like it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. less about individual units and mm-hmm. it's more about making a squad of six or you have you have six spaces in which to build squads um when you begin the demo you can only make squads of two hmm. and you can make you know two squads or two or three squads and as you start gaining more characters and gaining renown um you're able to upgrade those squads into squads of three and build even more squads um and then where i got to got to in the demo i could make squads of four um so it has that kind of stuff in there where okay i've got this guy with a big shield so he's in my squad and he's going to be able to block some damage i've got a flying unit that is really evasive and can also hit rows of enemies hmm. uh or okay. like columns i guess is columns a sword play do what swords 
there's there's many guys with swords. There are people with spears. There's swords axes. and horses. Yeah. Um, there's so it's, there's it's, not like there's not a fire emblem style weapon triangle. It's not like okay. sword beats this, lance beats yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's more that types of units are generally good against other types of units. So you have uh, sorcerers, and their magic can do really well against the the big hoplite guys with the big shields. But uh, a guy with just a normal sword isn't going to do nearly as much. Um, but you also have things where the sorcerer can imbue one of her teammates with magic. So now they get to attack using a magic stat instead of a, a normal attack stat. So maybe they can get around. Uh, so you, you have all these things that you can kind of tweak and and it's really fun to put your squads together and see how they're going to interact with each other. Uh, it does get fiddly or it has the ability to get really fiddly um it, it's weird you guys were talking about it in our group chat today about final fantasy 12 and mm -hmm. johnny said he didn't he didn't really jive with that game which i yeah. understand i also kind of bounced off it and one of the things that i bounced off it for was the gambit system mm. which in final fantasy 12 it's all these like game design rules almost of if this then this yeah. it, it's Ooh. it's actually a little bit like okay. the baba's you stuff that you were talking about where it's you know do this attack if enemy is under 50 percent health and yeah, then do this I remember, heal if your guy is under 10 percent health and i remember do this playing that this game time. and my eyes just glazing over totally as I was just, I was like, oh no and, and my problem was i i had a really good build in final fantasy 12 and then i came up against a boss that totally fucked that up and the game expected me like oh yeah you should just make like a specific gambit thing for this boss and i was like i don't i don't want to do that <laughs> i'm just maybe i'll just call it here i'm good so this game has a very similar system where your units have active skills and passive skills that they do and those show up in the character in the in like the unit information and you can adjust when those skills happen so if you have two different active skills one of them let's say one of them is a heal and one of them is an attack um you put your heal up at the top and then you say use this if uh if a party member is under 50 percent hp so then once it's their turn they will they will do that check is any party member under 50 hp if yes do the heal if not go down to second active ability and that is slice and okay i'm gonna do this slice who should i do it on sometimes it'll just like do a regular priority if it'll come up with its own like default priority uh, but other times you can say i want this to attack the guy with the lowest hp uh, or the lowest percentage of hp uh, because those are two different things <laughs> um there's there's one that is hey i have this attack or like the sorceress is like who who am i attacking with my magic attack um well i default to say i want to prioritize hoplites any any armored unit i want to hit them because i'm probably more effective against them but you can change that to be against other people as well um i found that to be fine in the demo uh it, it wasn't too bad but I can absolutely see once you get to squads of six plus having say, multiple squads. Are you worried that it's going to be too many layers of things? I have I, a question, though. Is, yeah, go for it. Why does VanillaWare hate personal computers? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That's a great because question. I've 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 had this on my wish list out of morbid curiosity because it did look like a Fire Emblem game to me. Mm -hmm. And as I see it 
now hearing you dub over it, I'm starting to see how I could lose myself to something like this. And you, you yeah. looked and you saw it was everywhere, but PC. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, looking at the artwork, is the switch going to taint my enjoyment of this where the PlayStation might so. run it better? Yeah. It's it, I mean, it's not a game that runs bad. Yeah, like the, I this think is, it's artistic, but it's not it's not okay. taxing. I think it would probably look perfectly fine on the yeah. OLED. Because this is something I, I think that would be fun to like kick back on the couch with. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no hiccups. And generally, you don't need to have all the... I, again, I, I ended up playing the demo for eight hours before the game said, you, you literally can't play any more of this. You have to stop. I, go go <laughs> to bed. <laughs> you've, done, you've done the stuff you can do. Uh, and I went, oh, okay, I guess. Uh, um, but yeah, I could see on harder difficulties or further mm -hmm. into the game where if you don't have the right build you're just going to be fucked and it probably will end up being something where i consult some guides just to be like somebody's somebody has a youtube thing yeah out say where like, like hey here's you need the to optimal sure. thing yeah here's the optimal way to set up travis for this kind of battle and i'll go great travis can do yeah, this shit someone I'll else just, figured I'll just it out for this. me <laughs> totally like some of that stuff is interesting to do on on your own but i'm i'm yeah. more interested in collecting no, the characters I'm, seeing the story i'm with and, you man like yeah. i find myself more and more these days like okay what I'm not trying to like min max here, but what is oh yeah the best strategy? Right. Like what's an effective thing? That's what yeah. I'm doing on Persona Three. Like I'm literally like maximizing. Uh, I'm I'm generally maximizing my day to go and do the right activity. Like I'll do the social link yeah. check, and then I'll go and do this other piece, and then bring everything back together. But when I think about something like this. My, I only have limited time each night. I don't want to be wrestling with what ifs. I'd rather be focusing on what what will bring me the most enjoyment from it. And I thank you. And I talked about this with the final, not to go back to Final Fantasy Chase, but I ended up knocking that demo down to easy. Um, yeah, so did I. It was like much more enjoyable yeah, for me. The combat is. Oh, it was fucking fun. spicy, man. It got yeah. really spicy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I had a lot of fun. And playing some of the 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 more modern Fire Emblems, I've had this one on my wish list for a while. I did download the demo on my Switch. I might actually fire that up tonight while I'm waiting for Final Fantasy to unlock. I mean, Chase, you you fucking sold me, man. Like this thing looked cool, Sounds, and hearing that it I mean, hit this hard for I, the, you, yeah. And the, and honestly, what I what I told you is kind of only half the game because the battles, because all that stuff is basically turn based. It is happening automatically, but it is turn based in that in that sense. Then there's the what you're doing outside of battles, which is like a top down map view where you're moving units in real time and you can pause the action and move them to different places. And that has its own kind of battle -y system where when right. when two when two things connect, that's when they do the turn based battle. But then you can also do some skills and things in that in that kind of zoomed out view that can hurt enemies or can destroy barriers or uh, can give you extra mobility so your guys move faster some units if they're led like which whichever squads that you have if you have a squad that's led by a flying unit that whole squad can now fly so they can move over mountains or something that's really uh, cool whereas if you have like a cavalry uh, as the lead unit then that moves faster um, so you do have reasons to make different squads and put them in different places. It's it's all they also have like a stamina system. So uh, for for me, it was like you get nine battles with the squad before they get tired. 
and then you have to let them rest or you could let them rest before they get did you say you could upgrade them too yeah everybody levels up um so so you're leveling up and gear and shit like that cool yeah and when you find new gear some of that new gear comes with um with special skills so like i i found so i had travis he's a he's a thief and he he had like a uh, his general thing is that he does two attacks and he hits people and then he takes their passive skill or he doesn't take their skills he takes their points he takes their skill points and so then he gets to use them his own and his passive skill is evade so I think twice he'll take away a bunch of your stuff and then you try to hit him back and he goes oh no 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 sorry you can't hit me uh it's really great but then I gave him this this new sword that's a poison blade that that does poison damage, and that was a new skill, a new active skill for him. So he stopped hmm. using his double attack where he takes all your skill points, and he did a, an attack that hits and poisons you. But then he kind of stopped being the unit I wanted him to be. So I either needed to reprioritize his skills so he did the the attack I wanted to more than the poison one. Or I just had to put that blade on somebody else, and I ended up putting it on somebody else. So there, there are just a lot of factors that you can play around with. Um, I think the story's fine. It's, it's kind of a hey, your your parent, your mom was the queen, and she got killed, and it's kind of I a was, revenge story. I was going to ask if you were royalty. Absolutely, you are loyalty. You, are, I mean, okay. it is it is basically Fire Emblem, and that you are a blue-haired lord who is coming of age and trying to take back their kingdom, um, and you have a childhood friend who's uh who's a girl who who uh, you have to go save at some point it's is there anyone with amnesia uh yes yes like there are a lot of enemies that you fight (laughs) a lot of enemies that you fight uh that once you beat them you have the ring of the unicorn that's where the unicorn overlord part comes from um and this ring is able to like clear their minds so they're no longer fogged by the enemy and sometimes they'll become your allies so it's a it's a way of turning foes into friends um there are some really cool units there's there's just like these uh warhammer guys and i don't mean like warhammer the thing i mean they they just have a big stick with a big concrete block on it and they're like they're just gonna hit you in the face with a goddamn hammer um it's there's some really really cool units uh, the animations are nice. The the music is fine. I think the overworld stuff, of like going to different towns and upgrading them is is kind of cool. Um, I'm still psyched for this. I was shocked that I spent uh, eight hours in this. Demo. I'm going to check it out I'm tonight. Shocked that they let you spend eight hours in this demo. It's a fucking demo. And I kept going. I mean, Bellatro would like to have me? a word. There's people with 60 <laughs> hours in Bellatro demo. Totally, totally. So uh, I'm really excited. In fact, the, cool. the thing I'm most worried about is this game doesn't come out until March 8th. I can't play it anymore until then. Uh, will I forget everything that happened? <laughs> will Will I need like a maybe tutorial I, again to be I'll like how a little you bit. use skills and things like that? Because this is a demo where you just start the game. So ah. I'm going to start that game eight hours in, whereas other people might start it from zero because they didn't play the demo. Uh, I think it's really cool. It has a chance of being my favorite game of the year. Mm. Um, but Damn. it's... Uh, I, I was... I was really worried about this one and now I'm just so excited about it. That's awesome, man. Can't wait to hear more about it. Maybe check it out myself. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got a lot of games that we talked about tonight and we got even more to get into, but with us not having a February episode due to us not recording at that time, 
Uh, and given the sake of time, I'm going to ask that we pick one game from February that stood out as our top pick versus what we would have picked. If we can keep, keep it a little bit more focused just to get into the other stuff or a conversation there. So, Chase, why don't you tell us what's your favorite game you've played in February? I was really hoping somebody else would go first, so somebody could say Bellatro, and then I wouldn't have to say it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Um, that that game was that game was really cool. It's a game I've been waiting for for a really long time. I did get to talk about it on the podcast, so you can you can go listen to me talk about it on a on a previous show. Um, but I, I ended I up being pretty impressed with what that it's was. Good. It is it's a good time. Nice. Um, I will say Helldivers 2. That has been one of my favorite games of the year. Suck it, Johnny. I said it first. Mm-hmm. You can say it too if it was yours. There's no rule here. You could say Bellatro. It's free. Anybody Chase, we're not going to let you clown car this one. I know what you're trying to do. I'm cutting you off, I Chase. Think, just listen. How many hours do I have in Bellatro? Uh, 12. 12 hours? 12.8. Uh, and 25.8 in Helldivers. I'm going to say Bellatro just because I feel like it needs to be on the board here. Cool. Um, good game. It's so fucking good. Uh, it's, it's, it is incredible when a game like that comes out. Hell yeah. To, to, to be fair though, this is not me clown carny. This is, this is me saying that it is the 28th. There is one more day of February. There's a, a Star Wars remake of Dark Forces that it's just out. came out today. It's out. Final Fantasy comes out tomorrow. So there's, Yeah, there's you know. a certain certain Fe- Final Fe- Fantasy coming out. That's why I said games. so far. I understand. I understand. But February has more video games. That's fair. And March has even more. But we'll know more about that after they we talk about your free them. stuff. You take us take it from here, Chase. Get us home. Sure, let's talk about some free video games. In fact, I think PlayStation just announced theirs today, so perfect timing on this. Um, we've got four PlayStation 4 and 5 games that um, that are coming March 5th, I believe, is the first day you can download them. So you get, uh, this is all PlayStation Plus Essential, uh, the one okay. where you just have the base package. Baseline, uh, right? We're not, yeah, we're, not, we're yeah. not looking at PlayStation Plus Extra or whatever the fuck else they have. Don't care. Yeah. Um, EA Sports F1 23. This is racing some cars. Yep. Oh, yeah. Johnny, I feel like you're the only one who might care about F1 of this. Point. I have never played an F1 game. I probably will not start now. Why start now? <laughs> I, think right? I think it's just you're the only one who likes soccer. So we just assume you're the only one who likes European anything. Well, it's a global sport. It's the most popular sport in the world. F1? Uh, not, no. It's still real uh, to me, damn it. F1 also... Incredibly also popular. a global sport. I'm pretty sure they do yep. that everywhere. Yep. Um, Sifu is uh, is also coming out. Sifu is that's the, a that, uh, cool video game. Yeah, cool video game. That's a really should, a really neat you idea. Should check that out if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. A kind of roguelike fighting game mm-hmm. where when you die you get old. These yes. these next two though you can not cool. It's the, it's the beach. It's not the beach that makes you old. It's dying that makes you old. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Johnny, we haven't checked in with your son. Is he uh, is he still a hell of a neighborhood? No. <laughs> what if, he has what moved if I, on. He is a Dragon Ball you legend. He could get it. He could get uh, Hello Neighbor 2 for free on PlayStation oh, Plus Essential. Johnny, when are you going to post your strongly written letter to the Hello Neighbor 2 developer on hard drive? Yeah. When, when's that going on hard drive? <laughs> Sad is dad's even more mad at sad. Yeah, uh, Hello, Hello Neighbor 2 is on PlayStation Plus this is month. It, it's absolutely relevant. 
because uh, it wouldn't be satire. It would just be a strongly worded letter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's still funny to me, Dan. Um, I could pull. <laughs> so after after Pimp and Johnny a little bit there, I get mm-hmm. to to uh, get as good as I give because the mm-hmm. other the other game on this list is Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Hey, um, look at that. So Destiny First 2 already title. already free to play. You can Look you can that. play that for free. But now Sony's this being is generous, the, giving the you Witch a Queen DLC. <laughs> you can you can go download that. Maybe next it. month they'll give you Knack 2. <laughs> I'd, I'd play some. I'd download that too. Why I would not? play Knack 2 sooner than play Destiny 2 again. Ooh, that's that's rude. I. I, I'm still living true. clean. That's, that's not. He's true. living but, clean. But also, uh, the Witch Queen was good. That was a that was a good one. It was, yeah, it's better that was than, the last one I played, I think. Yeah, it's better than well, some of the other ones they've done. Sony's not the only one putting out garbage-free content. That's true. That's <laughs> we true. got Bobby, some more. I'm gonna throw it back to you for Game Pass. You tell me. You tell me all the shit that Microsoft's throwing at us. If you subscribe to Game Pass at any level, you will be getting Warhammer Forty Thousand Bolt Gun. That is the oh, that shooter. game was kind of cool. Yeah, 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 it was a lot of fun. I mean, when you when you're not getting lost in it, it's yeah. very easy to get lost. Hell of a thing. Uh, Lightyear Frontier on March 19th. More on that to come. MLB The Show 24. Sony's MLB The Show 24 so on Xbox March 19th. Like, and Switch. Just, I mean, not Game Pass on Switch. But yeah. They do have to think, bring that everywhere now. Do you think the MLB pressured Sony into brokering that deal? 100%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, like, that's not, not only to get it on Xbox, but to get it on Game The Pass. same logic that Microsoft's uh, applying to four of their games in their catalog on other platforms is the MLB. Like, we want our game on everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, it, it is not It is not even a rumor. MLB absolutely told yeah. Sony. You yeah. No, no, no. I know, stuff, I know when that you're talking about Game it. Pass specifically, yes. Yes. I... I like, imagine that, that? Xbox. That I imagine that Xbox probably said to MLB like, "Hey, you know, like hey. we've got this thing that hey. pays you hey, some fucker. money just by Here. doing Here it." Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, why? Yeah, absolutely, we're fucking doing that." that I don't even think that's Sony's call at that point because no. it's still. I, I know, still but it still life. feels kind of petty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you went from PlayStation players one year having the best slash the best baseball only game. baseball yeah. game. Um, to now Xbox going, well, we also have that game, but also it's kind of free. It's in like our you get all free. these other games with it, too. Yeah, it, it's it like our fake free, but you get it free. And and PlayStation people do not get it free, no. not even fake free. So fuck you guys. Yep. Uh, and then rounding that out, you've got Diablo 4 finally coming. I think this is the first Blizzard game to hit Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you know, it's nice when Microsoft can just put out their first party stuff on. Yeah. The <laughs> what the hell, bro? I said it was garbage. I said we got garbage I, over here. I'm just I'm just doing the Destiny 2 thing that you guys I'm did. I'm garbage I'm agnostic. Uh Open Roads. We're going to talk about that also. I don't the Open Roads. Story. Hmm? What? What? Keep going. Uh, Keep going. I don't know what's what's leaving Game Pass at the time, but uh we'll update show notes later if that changes. And that is what's happening in Xbox Game Pass. Nice. Uh, we got to spin something for Chase, right? I don't we, think we do. I don't think we do. So we didn't. We didn't do a month. We didn't do a preview last month. Um, okay. So we didn't. We didn't officially spin the wheel on screen. Um, okay. Johnny uh, witnessed me spinning a wheel just just yeah. to know that it happened. I did. Um, but February was busy. 
it's also a short month. I'm gonna I'm gonna use all the excuses I can here. Um, so so Johnny saw was witness to what the game that got selected okay. in February was. It was Metal Max Zeno Reborn. Okay, uh, cool. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna call that the March game, and I'm gonna be playing that um, this Let's month. Do it. Perfect. Sometime between the hundred hours of Final Fantasy and the hundred hours of I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll it'll work out just fine. You will be a okay. You're gonna be just fine. Believe in yourself. Sure. Sure. Why not? If you aim for the moon, you land in the stars. Chase. Just remember that. That's the moon is so much closer than the stars. I don't make the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got some trailers pulled up here for you, my man. Isaac Newton made the rules. That he did. That he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you want me to start running through the games let's that are coming it. out this March? Yeah. Let's, All right. Let's, let's do that. Cool. Uh, we'll start with uh, a port. We're getting a... Wait, no, that's not right. That's oh. not right. That is that's not right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the wrong month of these monthly releases. I was going like, this game doesn't look like Leica at all. Uh, no. All right, we're on March, which means March 5th, we're getting Expeditions a mud runner game hell yeah uh johnny breaker breaker one nine are you uh yeah. are you, i forgot what our cool names were uh, uh we, we had cool names back in the hey if you just tell me that this was forza horizon i probably would have believed you <laughs> <laughs> it's not going fast enough for forza um so yeah the the mud runner snow runner franchise mm-hmm. this is all about God, it looks driving, cool. Holy shit. Dri- <laughs> yeah yeah driving in in weird bad terrain yeah, yeah. getting, it's getting the best. stuck getting unstuck stranding yeah what's that one thing guys will see this and say hell yeah the twist on this one is that it seems like you're trying to get to specific locations like yes. it's all about it's all about finding landmarks mm-hmm. and instead of this, oh, there shit, and this is just together. pacific drive for normies Yes, it absolutely is. No, this is Pacific Drive for sickos. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this, this is hard. This is hardcore uh, okay. Drive. Like, okay. Whatever, whatever you've been doing over there, nah, nah, nah. nah. Son. Okay, fair, fair. You didn't, you didn't have to change your tire pressure to get yeah. over I, this yeah. rock face. That, I actually had to put different. T- I had to put different tires on. Okay. Uh, All right. This game looks fantastic. I can't wait to play it. Yeah, uh, this game looks fantastic. I am not going to play it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still have SnowRunner. I can still play SnowRunner if I want. Uh, the, it does look amazing, though. It looks I, really they good. They put a fucking drone in here. You can just drone to look around. I, I do like that it seems like there's more about picking one vehicle mm-hmm. and using that vehicle to go places. And you have so many tools at your disposal, whether it's like a winch that you can um throw or like an anchor point that you can then winch to and get yourself out because the thing i would do in snow runner that frustrated me all the time is ah, i got stuck with this vehicle right i need to fast travel back to this other place get a second vehicle and now go get the first vehicle out and not only yeah. do i have to get the first vehicle out now i got to get both of them to a yeah. destination um and it just got to the point of like man fuck this this is too much this is too much even for me um so for this game to go hey it's it's more about getting stuck but then getting yourself unstuck with just this vehicle i think that's really cool and and kind of a quality of life thing for a game series that is very much not about quality of life and it looks like co-op is back oh Oh, johnny i'll play it with you for sure this could be a friday night yes i was just gonna say (laughs) we could do a stream on friday that'll be great all right Uh, all right also on the fifth bobby i'm gonna let you take this one you you added it to the the pile 
Yeah, Mediterranean Inferno is a game that I saw from a distance and thought it just looked absolutely gorgeous. It is a visual novel that is coming to you Nintendo. You hear that, folks? Bobby added a visual novel. It wasn't <laughs> Chase. Chase had nothing to do. Chase skips the visual you novels because he cares. I'm he cares fair. about his fellow, his fellow I'm teammates. I'm fair. I'm fair. I'm fair. And by being I'm fair, gonna start, I'm going to start adding visual novels to all of these because oh, there's God. always a new visual novel coming out. Every month. This yeah, one, though, I'm going to start the names of all of them because he's going to love it. It made me think a little bit about uh, the uh, oh, my God, the citizen one in space that you citizen love. sleeper citizen yeah. sleeper, just a little bit adjacent art style. And apparently this is like just a fucking gut punch of a story. Very mature, very heavy. Um, people seem to really enjoy it from what I've read. It's been on PC for, I think, about a year now. Um, anyway, I saw this. I thought you two would appreciate how it looked. I don't think any of us are going to play it. But the fact that it's coming over to consoles now and you can chase, uh, it looks like something that you can check out. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of that um, that Irish kind of visual novel I played a few years ago called If If Found. I had to look it up again, but um, yeah. it's yeah. that same kind of a lot of hand-drawn stuff, a lot of striking colors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems cool. It yep. definitely seems cool. Yep, for sure. Uh, moving on to the 6th of March, we're getting Berserk Boy coming to the Nintendo Switch and the PC. Oh, this um, isn't the Mighty Number no. Nine. It's not Mighty Number no. Nine. It's not. Um, oh, fuck, what's the like? There's so many goddamn and the man. others. Yes, all all the other ones. But they, <laughs> you they know, made, hey, those somebody old made an indie Mega Man game. Wow, um, and it I sure think does it does look pretty, like Mega Man. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks like, good. I, I like, played Mega Man One and Two on the 3DS, and I had a pretty good time. I like how much uh, it seems like there's a focus but, on movement tech. Um, yes. and just like it, it, it almost has like there's one there's one part of this uh, trailer that we're seeing here where it's almost like the like the Sonic Adventure 2 mm-hmm. where you're just like uh, homing attack and just yep. homing attack, homing attack, homing attack and, and using that not only to destroy enemies, but to get around the stage. Um, it just seems like they've got a lot of smart ideas in here. And, you know, the art style is cutesy. Oh, yeah, it's got, anime it's got some nice pixel yeah. for sure. Yeah, looks solid. Totally. I would like to see more of that. Uh, on the eighth, there's some game called Unicorn Overlord. Sounds lame. Fucking nerds. On that. Uh, but coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, and not the PC. Get fucked, Bobby. Um, I'll just fucking emulate it. Go for it. Yeah, sure. Put it on Dolphin or whatever the fuck. Um, it looks good, just, man. Just gonna just being just gonna sued. put it back out there. This game, this game. Fuck. It looks pretty good. I don't know. Look, it looks really good. It does look like all the vanillaware games look so good. That I'm, makes me that makes me think about PlayStation. Makes me think PlayStation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, vanillaware made made a lot of PlayStation games from mm-hmm. Odin Sphere to, uh, you know, all the way up to 30, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. I am shocked that they haven't put Muramasa the Demon Blade on the Switch. It oh, yeah. seems it seems like a surefire hit. Uh, and also it came out on the Wii before. So like it was. It was a Nintendo exclusive in one way or another at one point. Um, That's what I'm going to do. I'll get it on PlayStation and I'll use my ally to remote play into it. There you go. See, everybody wins. Problem solved. Uh, Especially me, because that game rules. Uh, Moving on to also on the 8th is Summer House, which is exclusively to PC. So get fucked me. 
<laughs> Bobby, tell me more about this. You're the one who added it, and it looks awesome. It, it plays awesome, too. I've actually played the demo. This was out around the Next Fest this year. It is just pure, freeform, really inventive, gorgeous, chilled community building. Oh. And you're scrolling. So when you pick a door, you just scroll, and it gives you all these different styles. And you can place it literally anywhere on what you're constructing. They'll give you a vignette. So like, as you can see here in the trailer, you're starting by this really beautiful mountain, uh, or I guess lakeside mountain, uh, build out, do all kinds of crazy shit with color, awnings, roofs, mix and match materials. And then you can end up building like a city block out with it. It is one of those games that you could put on for podcast, put on a fucking record, pour yourself a cocktail, build something pretty. It's really fucking good. Now, we've got this muted, but this trailer that Bobby added here has the developer talking about it. And, mm -hmm. and he does mention at one point that there is like discovery parts of this. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's one there's one scene in here where they add something and then like something pops up of like, I don't know if it's an unlock or if it's more like an audio log kind of thing. So like it's when they say new block, block, that's the building. Yeah. It's like a building block. OK, so you're so, unlocking. So new, you do new... have to do some stuff to unlock some mm -hmm. new stuff. OK, yep. Yep. so it's not it's not completely free like there's still like some things that the game wants you to do to progress in some form or fashion yep um it, it just looks so good i i really dig this art style and uh i i'm pissed pissed that it's not on uh a console but i will uh i'll happily play this hey what are you doing this podcast on right now i've i told you on monday i've been playing a lot of video games on my pc lately there you go you just don't like any of them because they're magic related that's fair. Uh, uh, on the 12th, we are getting Contra Operation Galuga coming oh, to. I thought uh, at first glance, I thought it was Operation um, Gulag, which yeah, sounds yeah. way cooler. Same. I same, thought it was Goulash. <laughs> Operation Galaga. It's they not just, a, it's not a Midwest calling. <laughs> Namco's does Galaga. Never mind. Uh, Operation Galuga comes out to Switch, PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, how much Contra have we played here? On the Not a lot. I played a good amount of it on the NES. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's gun's cool. That's I know it. the Contra code. Uh, this game... The, I don't know how I feel about the way it looks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Okay. Because I, I'm in the same boat as you, and it's a really tough boat for some for a company like Konami and whoever the hell they have make their games for them. Um, it's just everybody loves Contra One, yeah, and yeah. nobody seems to give a shit about any other Contra. I, I, I've heard people say like, "Oh, Contra Hardcore is so good," or you know, Contra Four on the DS was supposed to be really good, and and that game did look really good. Uh, but it's just like Mega Man; they're not going to change it. <laughs> They're not change uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Enough people buy them, they keep making. Yeah, them. I guess so. I guess I guess somebody's buying. Them. You know, I us hate. old heads, they love to advertise towards us. Yeah, I it's not that. my shit, but there's absolutely somebody out there who's like, "Yep, that's my unicorn overlord." Watch, watching this trailer made me think I should go back and play the original Contra some more. I, I don't think it would take nearly as long as we thought it would. Uh, I mean, I, I still don't think I'm very good at Contra, so I bet it would take me just as long. Yeah, yeah which is fine. forever. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I've I've watched people beat Contra. Is, mm -hmm. is that anything? Is that yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let's move on to the 13th, where we're getting Llamasoft, the Jeff Minter story coming to Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the PC. Uh, this is another one from Digital Eclipse, where they're kind of doing these oh, interactive good. documentaries. They did the making of Karataka. They did Atari 50. Um, they've they've just been doing some really cool stuff. Um, unfortunately for, for me, like it's all just a little aged out of yeah. where yeah. I like my time for video games. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad they're doing this, but I, I don't know. If I, if I will yeah and, it. and it's not like they're gonna get oh we we got like the, the nintendo story like they're not gonna do one of these for nintendo because nintendo will never let them do that no um and nintendo's not gonna do it themselves uh very clearly but it's like all this gaming history stuff is super fascinating to me i did download atari 50 and i and i played a little bit of it and and i like it but it's just i don't I don't have the nostalgia for this. Even Dude, if this I is this is the closest it. thing. Like this, this is like our art museum in a lot of ways. The way that they're yeah. going about this, the way that mm -hmm. they're curating this, this is an experience. I, I look at this as the most respectable form of preservation of a medium that you can do. It's totally agree. It's, it's so fucking well from, done. It's different from like a no clip documentary. 100%. I'm not knocking that. Like, they, right. I think Danny O'Dwyer does some really cool stuff with that. Um, or the the Area 5 guys when they mm -hmm. were doing their stuff. I thought that was I thought that stuff was awesome. But you're right. This is different of having that interactivity to it, being being able to not just tell you about the game, but then to hand you I mean, you're already holding the controller, uh, but to say now play it now. Now yeah. see it uh, yep. and not only see it, see this prototype version. And let's talk about what's happening as you play it, and and you just gain this deeper appreciation for it. And then what? with a lot of these games, and I believe they did it for for this one too, um, they did remakes of some of yeah. of the games, and they updated them for you know an even an even more modern audience. But it it lets you kind of see it from all these different angles, and and I think that's just so rad. They've they've They're, come so far from even even what they were doing before, which is like, hey, we, hey, we have this Mega Man collection. And you play the Mega Man games, but also we just have, you know, you in some of these kinds of collections, you see, oh, there'd be like an art gallery. And they did like an art gallery times 12 and, and did a lot of stuff for it. But it wasn't it wasn't this like this is a factor above that, which is we we did these interviews. We put these other games in there and put all this other information. I think it's I think it's really fascinating. They're, they're doing some of the best work uh, mm -hmm. of any developer out there. Um, I just, I just wish it was about games I cared about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, moving on. This is another one from Bobby. So we'll let him take this one, but it's coming out March 15th. Bobby, what is this game? This is outcast a new beginning. This is a sequel to the game that was out 20 years ago or 20 plus years ago. Uh, there is being put out by THQ Nordic. It's an action third person game that seems to be doing some, I, I, it looks like it's alien. I did, so I've never played Outcast. First of all, I have played the demo. It it plays pretty damn well for for what it is. Like I think it's pretty responsive, and the mechanics feel really good in the hand. You have uh, a glider and a jetpack, and so you can use your jetpack to just take off. Like you can jump up and then start gliding with your jetpack. So you can kind of traverse across water and land and get up and do these really cool things from a movement standpoint. 
there are uh, com combat encounters, which feel pretty good as well. So it's got some gun stuff to it. I don't see myself picking this thing up right away, uh, maybe ever, but I think it played pretty well after checking out the demo and thought we should call it out here, especially being a sequel from two decades. So long ago. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah it just it seems you, you even kind of mentioned it in in your um, in your write up here, but it's it's like a solid B game and yeah. we just don't get these kinds of games yep. anymore. hundred percent. Like it, it reminds me a lot. There was a an extremely forgettable Xbox 360 game back in the day called dark void. Mm -hmm. You guys know anything about it, but that was, I like it, it reminds me a lot of this where it's like a dude with a jetpack, And basically it was like one idea where it was like a, a vertical cover based shooter, but it was all about the jetpacking from place to place. I never played it. I don't know why I know so much about it. <laughs> um, but it it's cool to have games like this where it, it doesn't all have to be blockbusters and right we just aren't getting that these days because everything either has to be the smallest indie it could possibly be or the biggest triple a thing it could possibly be and anything in between is not well the way the industry's the going we might be seeing more on. of these games yeah you i would hope it'd be yeah. it'd be really great if uh if publishers said what if we you know just made a you know, a little bit of money off this game instead of our margins having to be through the fucking roof on every goddamn thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's Outcast New Beginning, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Totally. Um, but and if you like it, I would I would totally tell you to just go buy it because these these kinds of games aren't going to keep being made if people don't buy them. So that's true. Um, moving on to the 18th, Hi-Fi Rush is getting ported over to the P PS5, which we knew about. Um, and then on the 19th, Lightyear Frontier comes out. And Bobby, you put this one up. And what what blasphemy did you uh, say with this one? I said finally a good fucking mech game. It's not. It's not. It's, not it's right. a fucking mech. Yes, it is. But there's been lots of good mech games. There was one last year. It was called Armored Core 5. This is what we're talking about, baby. They've got a, a fucking farming sim mech game chase. You can play with your friends. We could all be mechs playing this game together. No. Why won't I you join me? I don't want to Stardew Valley in a mech. I've played the demo. It's really fucking cool. I'm, I'm actually God sure damn it. it's really cool. It does <laughs> seem really cool. It's so fucking good. And guess what? It comes out day and date on Game Pass, bitches. So we can all play it together. No fucking excuses. I don't want to hear them. Get your goddamn overalls on. We're farming. I, I have one excuse. I do not want to play this game. That's my excuse. <laughs> it's really good, Johnny. You've got some dumb fucking attachments you put on your mech. You can harpoon shit. You can have a vacuum thing to suck up resources. It's it reminds me uh, same energy as a uh, slime rancher, mm -hmm. and the tra the the mech looks like a tractor. Listen, listen, yes, I will play this with you. Don't worry. Okay. This feels like when I asked Bobby to watch an anime and he came back with like, I watched Star Wars Visions. Like, I, technically you're an right, anime. but also, God damn it, that's not what I meant and you know it. And I'm right here too. This mech has interchangeable parts the same that they do in Armored Core. Here we see treads instead of bipedal. Yes, it is. Yes, this is exactly like Armored <laughs> this Core. This is my fucking right. Armored Core. This okay? is, you know what? If I'm going to be forced to keep playing survival crafting games with you for the rest of my life, at least at least they're trying different things. Yeah, this is the most <laughs> I've ever been interested in one of these kind of games, and I still have zero interest. There's in these dozens kinds of, games. of us. You hear that? 
dozens. Oh, I, be- I think there's millions of you. I just think you're all fucking sickos. Yeah. I, this game is going to be really good. But listen, well, hey, I put a bunch more time into Power Pow World than I ever thought yeah. I would. So. Yep. We'll see. So anyway, that's uh, Any, Game Pass, uh, Xbox. I think it's on PlayStation. I don't think it's on Switch. I might be wrong, though. Um, look, let, me, doesn't let me double matter. check. I'm not going to play it anyway. Yeah. Not even uh, this smut could bring Chase out. No, can't do it. Um, speaking of smut. Speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking of smut, speaking of sickos, uh, March 22nd, Dragon's Dogma 2. This one's for you, this Austin. Looks so happening. cool. This uh, it's coming out so to PS5, PC, awesome. and Xbox Series X. Uh, this this trailer, at the very least, looks fucking sick. Yeah, dude. Dude, I think this is going to potentially have not the reach so bear with me when i say this you two mm-hmm. i could see this having that kind of sleeper baldur's gate energy this year for a lot of people totally i totally believe that because one the it just looks awesome yeah but two i think you've had a ton of people you know it's still a minority but a ton of very vocal people going dragon's dogma one kicked ass and yeah. you had a lot of people who just went eh sure whatever whatever weirdo uh, but then they put out remakes of of the first Dragon's Dogma like that. That's on Switch. That's on everything. God, this think, looks so good. And so <laughs> it I think you've so had, good. You've had enough groundswell, I think, of people who are like, yeah, OK, I, th- I think this is kind of neat. And, and other people who tell amazing stories about playing in the first game that that have gotten people intrigued. I'm intrigued. And I was never I never cared about the first game. And I think you are getting I, I could totally see this game blowing up and being huge dude do you know what this is it's the dylan you son of a bitch but it's elden ring fans and fucking balder gates fan coming together and slapping hands and monster hunter sure it's a three-way i mean more specifically i see it i i see it as like a a demon souls like the when the original demon souls came out a lot of people went no what this is i don't like this and it it took those vocal people going like no 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 this this thing's really cool you just have to give it a real chance and you have to think about it in a different way and mm-hmm. when dark souls came out like everybody got on board this uh, this here I mean, though not, is not bobby and me because we're no. people with taste but um but a lot of hey. a lot of sickos got on board what i will call uh, out here that they showed recently that's fucking impressive is you can because in the first game you really just pick a class and run with it like a traditional game like this mm-hmm. they've kind of showed a little bit of it in the trailer you can switch classes on the fly like you can literally be going from an up in their face melee based build and back jump and go right into a magic or a mage or an archer build that blows my mind to have that fluidity on how i play the game and not be locked into something i think that's so fucking cool this looks if, great. If it's as if it's as easy to pull off the cool stuff that I'm seeing on on this trailer, if it's easy enough for me to pull that off, I might have to give this a shot. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think you I think like, this is weird enough for you that you would dig it. I, I I know I have talked all over and I even talked about it earlier on this podcast. I have this open world fatigue. It's just not the mm. way I like playing video games because there's so much kind of downtime as you play. And this game is absolutely an open world ass open world game, but also it looks it seems like stuff's like always happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see on that one. But it, it does this trailer at the very least is incredibly impressive. So hyped. So go go check that out if you uh, if you haven't. Um, next on the twenty second is Princess Peach Showtime for the Nintendo Switch. Um, 
where where are you guys at with this game? Don't give a shit at all. Mm, that's too bad because I I think they have some interesting ideas in here. I even wrote in the notes. It reminds me a little bit of Luigi's Mansion Three, where it mm-hmm. seems it's like got, each world is very charm. specifically designed. Yeah, uh, it's it's got a lot of charm to it, and I not that these are exactly analogous, other than that they both star Princess Peach. But that uh, that Super Princess Peach on the DS was a really fun platform. Like it, yeah. it was, it was cool. Um, like my my I have two. I call them my nieces. They're really my cousin's daughters, but. Uh, my two little nieces love Princess Peach, and so I, I have a feeling that their dad is going to be buying this for them to play yeah. on Switch. Uh, I think it seems totally cool. Uh, it's yeah, you're right, Bobby. It's probably it's probably not quite for me. It's not not a thing I'm super interested in. But um, I think they made a I think they made a solid little. I'm, game. I'm happy for folks who are going to like it. I'm sure it's very well done. Yeah. I just don't have a strong desire to check this one out. I do enjoy like the curbiness of it of yeah. here's Princess Peach, but she has a bunch of different abilities and different suits and things that she gets. And um, I I don't know. I, I think it seems kind of cool. I could I could totally see this being a sleeper hit and and maybe something that comes out and we all have to go. Oh, oh I guess we do need to pay attention to this. But um, but even even still, I just think it looks like a solid little game. Totally. Uh, also on the 22nd, Rise of the Ronin is coming to PS5. This is a new one from Team Ninja. Uh, they're the makers of Neo and Ghost of... Uh, just Neo. Oh, wait. What else are they? Uh, the, the Three Kingdoms one. Or um, Wo Long. Wo Long, the Fallen Dynasty. So it, oh, is, yeah. it is going to be another one of those kind of Dark Souls adjacent games. Mm-hmm. Um, looks, looks pretty good. I don't know. Uh, it's really? co-op too. Oh yeah. 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 I I think that if this was, if it played like a Ghost of Tsushima, I would be more into it. But I'm afraid it's going to play more like a Sekiro, and I don't. Oh yeah. I don't, yeah, it absolutely is. Like they I, they have that pedigree of making those kinds of games. Yeah. Um, I just think it's going to be so. really really like a Souls like, and I just don't want to. I want it to be a little yeah. bit more approachable and action based. Personally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that that was my feeling on on Wolong. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is Three Kingdoms adjacent. I'm I'm totally into that shit right now, and uh, I just I I wasn't I wasn't gonna do it. I'm not oh, I'm not gonna. I you would have had a bad time, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I would have. I would have. I would have. You had a very bad time. Um, and I think uh, I think the same thing here, where it's like I I like Japanese culture, history stuff, and and I bet I would hate this, but it does look great. Does it great? Uh, there's there's blood on that sand. It looks pretty pretty rad. Pretty good. Uh, moving on to the 26th, South Park Snow Day comes to the Switch, PS5, Xbox Series X, and Windows. Um, I I just don't like South Park. I I loved it growing up, but I I only played the first 64 game and never stuck with any of the other ones. <laughs> that was that's probably your worst introduction to a, a South Park video game. I, I liked have, it at the time. Uh, I had fun with it. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, probably you know maybe not one to revisit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean th- those Obsidian games, the the RPGs that they made, yeah. uh, I heard or I heard were great. I believe it because Obsidian's great. But I I couldn't do it then, and this is not made by Obsidian, so I I double don't care now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I get it. Somebody out there loves it. That's not for me. Yep, totally. 
Uh, Bobby, you mentioned Open Roads in the uh, in the Game Pass stuff. Tell me more about Open Roads. Yeah, Open Roads is going to have two. Uh, I think there's two pretty well known actresses in this. I can't remember off the top of my head right now who they it's, are. Uh, it's Carrie Russell. Yes, and thank you. It's um, Caitlin Dever. Yes, from Booksmart. Uh, from The Last of Us. That's Abby. Oh really? Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yep, yep. They're filming that now with her. I think she'll do great. Uh, but this, speaking of that, I think will be a really powerful story. Uh, coming of age in some terms, and like coming to grips with some pretty brutal stuff. It is narrative heavy. Um, I don't know how much you're doing on the open road besides experiencing it and going through things, but yeah, looks it looks so, really stunning. It does. It does. This one's this one's a little bit tough. There's a lot of like politicky stuff outside of the game. Um, this is a Fulbright game, Fulbright from Gone Home and uh, and Tacoma fame. Mm-hmm. So that might give you an idea of how gamey versus story it's going to be. Uh, but Fulbright's gone through some changes as this game's been developed. Um, the their their lead creative director Steve Gaynor had some stuff where he was you know maybe not great to his employees, specifically to some women employees. Um, many of Fulbright's staff, I think like over half of them left the studio at one point. He stepped down from his his lead creative director role on this game and and from his lead role on um, at Fulbright. Uh, this game, uh, Annapurna, I kept with it, and it sounds like what happened was a separate team from or a team from Fulbright took this game and it's it's no longer under Fulbright exactly. Hmm. Um, and they are just called the the Open Roads team now, and they are being funded independently through Annapurna as as they finish this game. Okay, um, that's cool. So I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, well, it does say a full game. I wouldn't boycott. Yeah, like don't boycott this game because the the people involved who were bad are no longer involved with it. Um, but it has had a, a weird history, and it's been like on the shelf a few a few different times, and now it's finally coming out. Yeah, this, I was um, going to say this trailer is from uh, 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it does look cool. I like those both those actresses a lot, and uh, I am interested to see more about this. But it, it does have it's had a rocky road to get here. And uh, and it's it's cool to see it, it finally coming through and, and coming out. Uh, and then lastly, on the 28th, Pepper Grinder comes to PC and Switch. It, pl- it plays it plays so good. It, it feels so good. Yeah. So uh, so for anybody who's not watching this awesome trailer here, this is a 2D platformer. Uh, but the idea here is that you have a drill and uh, you you can drill through the walls and the ceilings and everything. You use it um, as a key. You use it as a weapon attachment. Like it's very versatile. It's a Swiss Army drill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Devolver game, Digital the- Published. So, you know, it's got that kind of house style to it. Just looks G- fucking rad. Game feels there too, y'all. Like this one plays as good as the, this is part of the next fest. I think the demos on switch too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it plays beautifully. It like going from the sand, like as they're showing here, when you're drilling through it, mm-hmm. you can, you can boost up and it carry the drift that you get from the boost to get to the next mountain of sand feels the, mechanics are just so good on that one it's very fucking well done yeah it, it seems great i mean it, it it is pixel art but it it feels 
different than pixel art in a way. Mm. Yep. Um, like I, we've talked in the past about being a little tired of pixel art, um, and and this just doesn't. It, it hits a different. It hits a different kind of pixel art in my in my mind. It's, it, I'm not even having that issue with it because it just looks so good. Hell yeah! Uh, really, really excited for this one. Yeah. We did it. We got through them. We we did it. So now all that's left to do is make uh make some picks for the month. Uh, yeah. Bobby, why don't you start us out? What what is uh looking like a game that you want to play? I got a lot of them for this month. I'm gonna be checking out Summer House. He's gonna he's gonna clown card, I guess, guys. Heads up. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm gonna clown, and I'll do it in less time than it takes you to do your outro. Summer House, Lightyear Frontier, Pepper Grinder, Dragon's Dogma Two, and Unicorn Overlord. You're just naming things. Nailed it. Johnny, go for it. Uh, Pepper Grinder, Dragon's Dogma 2, Expeditions and Mudrunner game, and uh, Unicorn Overlord. Yeah, I sold them both on it. There you go. Uh, And I've got Pepper Grinder and Unicorn Overlord. I I think there are some other cool games as well, but those those are the two I think I'll I'll probably end up playing. Very good picks. Summer House looks really good, though. I I think Summer House. We'll quick look at it for sure. The demo's out. If you want to check it on your PC, it's really good. All right, y'all, um, I don't have, or do I have? I do have it right. Uh, we did Bellatro on Monday night here for our show, which was a ton of fun. Uh, Chase and I had the highest high and the lowest of lows on that run. You should definitely check out that video on demand because it was a emotional time playing Bellatro Chase. We put a quick look up, it actually went up today, of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, one of the better Metroidvanias we've played in some time tonight was episode 364 even though that's wrong there we will have a quick look going up tomorrow for deep rock galactic survivor and friday night we will go back to fight for democracy for your safety and ours that is our week chase what is happening with those tasty brats uh there's a new episode of stadium brats that is out uh today you can go listen well not listen you should watch you should watch it it's the thing where you watch it um, I finish off the uh, the gym leaders, so I, I faced Giovanni, and uh, that was a good time. I did that solo, um, hoping to get both of these guys in here for uh, the Elite Four, and we'll we'll see about that. Uh, but that'll come out next week in some form or fashion. Nice. Uh, and then also, I've got another podcast I do called Pilot Program that we do with our good friend Pierce Corshane. Um That's about watching television shows. For this next one that is recording this weekend. Uh, we watched the A-Team, the 1980s action show, and uh, definitely got some thoughts on that one as well. And uh, I, I guess I'll announce it now. Um, it's not, not that big of a secret, but our next one after this is going to be Shogun, the, the new FX show. I'm, I'm excited uh, to start that. Based on the book. I'm also excited to start that. I'm, uh, we'll, we'll see about it. But uh, lots of cool stuff with Pilot Program. You can go check out more at shows.acast.com slash pilot program for that. Oh yeah. And Johnny, you've been writing anything fun to report yeah. on your end. Uh, I did an interview with one of my favorite authors, uh, Robert Jackson Bennett. Uh, that should be up on the site tomorrow or sometime this week. Um, awesome. And uh, I have some exciting stuff uh, in the works. People did an interview with a game developer. I did. You I think talk I mentioned about that, that on our week. video game show. Yes, I think I talked about that last week, I think. Anyway, I also, interv- I also interviewed uh, our friend of the show, Carol Mertz, senior designer at Exploding Kittens. 
she and I and Bobby all worked together at Apple a long time ago. Oh yeah. Um, and she she went to NYU, did their game program, and we had a really interesting and enlightening conversation. That's awesome. Form, former uh, gamers on the go guest, which is a right. real claim to fame. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, thanks, Chase, for putting this together. That's been a lot of fun video game talk. We will be back live with Democracy, 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. Talk to you.